This is gonna be hilarious. <laughs> Look how he's standing. <laughs> like that. Dead ball foul. Was he holding? No. Did he hit after the whistle? I don't believe so. Then what was the fight for? I don't know. <laughs> Go back to work. So now here we are. Nine seconds left. Gators first down, 37-yard line, left hash. Gary, if you want to play on this football team, you answer me when I ask you, who is your daddy? LeBron drives in, oh my! A ferocious slam on Millsap! He shouldn't have been standing there. There's a fly ball deep to left! It's on its way! There it goes! And the Yankees are going to the World Series! The problem we're trying to solve is that there are rich teams and there are poor teams. Then there's 50 feet of crap. And then there's us. Hello, everyone, and welcome in to the Squirrel Stew Sports Show Podcast. I'm your host, Squirrel. Joined by me is my best friend, Stuart. How are you doing today, Stu? Doing good, doing good. Great, great. This is our uh, first podcast. This is our first episode of the Squirrel Stew Sports Show. And we have a lot of stuff where we like to talk about and we like to get into. And uh, we thought this would be fun to really, really enjoy and talk about sports. And this is the only way we know how together since we're, you know, five, you know, I, I would say what, 1,800 miles apart. You live in you live in Florida there, Port Orange, Florida, one of my yep. <clears throat> old cities I used to live in, and I live now here in Denver, Colorado. How uh, how are you doing out there, man? Uh, I'm melting. It's very hot. Is it's, it? Uh, it's summertime already in Florida. Uh, enjoying the, the sunshine state, as they call us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. How, 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 how hot was it today? Uh, today it wasn't too bad. It was rainy, but this last week we've been up in the nineties with, uh, you know, cause you've been here, the humidity, you're more like up in the hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. It says 85, but it's really 102. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I do understand. I lived there a long time, long time with you. Um, it's, it's humid. I moved out here. It's, it's, it's pretty dry out here. You know, when it says 82, it's really, you know, 80, 83 or 84, you know, it's pretty, it's right at that number. It's not. It's not too humid. It's not very. And the snow. It, if you get in the shade out here, man, it's cold. <laughs> Still. Right. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's pretty. It's pretty chill out here. I like it, man. It's a nice, uh, nice difference to switch. Uh, I tell you what, definitely the change of pace. Yeah, the driver, the driving out here is ridiculous, though, man. The traffic is full, horrid, horrid, horrid. Yeah, we, we thought I four is bad, but apparently. Yeah, no, we thought I four is bad, but we learned how to drive on I four like champions, and man. Every road out here is bad, bro. Oh gosh, every one is so. But let's um, let's. I wanna I wanna jump into a few things. Um, you know, as we start here on our on the podcast, um, we got a little bit of sports news, and uh, I'm gonna let Stu take that away. All right, we got a uh, our first segment here. We're gonna hit it. A little, just a little quick one is the Stu news. Just hit a couple bulletins on uh, some some things going on with sports going on already went on so uh what we're gonna hit right now is uh patrick ewing gaining coronavirus wow COVID 19 but uh as of now he's recovering at home he's had to stay the weekend over at in the hospital and uh his son tweeted that his symptoms are being watched and now at home getting better so that's a that's a plus for we go pat yeah, that's a that's a big uh, that's a big, you know, 
good. Thank, thank heavens. You know, we, we never wish anybody, especially big sports stars, to uh, get injured or get sick, especially with the pandemic right now. So oh, definitely, definitely. Then uh, we're going to hit on the match here real quick. The old Tiger, Tiger Peyton, Mickelson, Brady match. Man, did you see that thing yesterday? I did not get to watch it fully yet. Oh, boy. Nah, but it, I'm going to go I, back I, and watch it fully. I watched some of the highlights. Man, oh, man. Yeah, they uh, Peyton came out swinging with the jabs at old yeah. Brady. That was that was yeah. good. Peyton, Peyton. Oh, a couple jabs. You, know, you know me. I'm a big Peyton fan. Oh, God, yeah. And uh, it was a – saw when I went to go first look, it was a 45-minute delay. So, I, I kind of, like, lost wind of it and never went back to it. But ended up raising over $20 million yeah. for the coronavirus. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. And uh, Peyton and Tiger ended up winning one up. Yep. So, that was a nice little relief of this pandemic to bring some sports, some humor, and I all raise money. So, Absolutely. that was really, Absolutely. really awesome them. And then uh, we're going to hit a little bit on this UFC. UFC, they already had that one match in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of quickly thrown together. So this next match, they're going to be fighting in Vegas. So yeah, we're doing a little stricter uh, testing with uh, Las Vegas being in, in, involved in it. Uh, they're going to make all athletes take two tests before they can compete. Wow. So one test, as soon as they check in, your staff, all your coaches, as soon as you check in a hotel, you give them a mouth swab. Right. And then you go on with the, the week, and after weigh-ins, you have to give another mouth swab. Wow. And if you test negative for both of those, obviously you're cleared for the event. And uh, if you d- test positive for either of them, then you get a little further investigation, and they – you don't get to go on and do the event. So they're getting really strict with it. Wow. Trying to work it in and trying to get fans back in and just doing every step to make sure it's done right. Wow, they're really um they're really making some big measures to try to get this stuff back together, you know. Um I know that everybody's really pushing for sports and all these you know, all these um pro executives are pushing for sports and they're trying their best to, you know, stay safe and do it right and it just seems like they're going you're going a little far sometimes here with these um measures but i understand you know you gotta you gotta take these to to be able to keep 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 the sport alive and keep it going exactly they, they want to cover every every inch to where it's safe for the fighters it's safe for everyone and it's we still get the sport that we want to watch yeah well, um, I appreciate that, uh, Stu. News. Um, we are we're gonna move into our uh, NFL segment of the podcast, and we are gonna run through a few things um, here. We're gonna break down <clears throat> the few a few divisions throughout the next um, few podcasts. And um, this week we drew straws, and we have the NFC South come up. We got. We, we, you know, if it, for for anyone who doesn't know, the that's New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Atlanta, and Carolina. Um, a very a very solid division, I believe, that has been teetering on being great here lately. Absolutely, no, they uh, they, they, they that whole division has been been great at times. Uh, had a few teams down at the bottom, but 
they, they I think all their teams at the moment are in a other than Carolina I mean I mean even, even with Carolina they could they could make a push they could be sporadic they could win Atlanta you know they could be up and down they have a tight offense they have you know their defense is a little shaky but you know this 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 division is is going to be tough this year I mean it's going to no, be yeah, it's very, not, it's not very too, competitive not among they're not just among each other's, but throughout the NFC, I believe. Right. So, with with all this said, let's let's go through, and I want to break down um, each team. I want to go through their schedules, and I want to see what um, what you um, are thinking in terms of schedules, how they look, how they're going to feel out, and and how they're going to end up this year. So let's start with the Carolina Panthers NFL schedule. We're not going to no, run through the pre. We're not going to run through preseason because preseason. No, preseason, we... and I'm not really. I don't care about preseason too much. It doesn't mean anything. No, I mean anything. it's it's going to be good this year. I think more than it has before, but it's still preseason. Yeah. Okay, before we run through this, what do you have Carolina finishing at in this year, and and what's their what is their rank in this division? So I have them in this division in our NFC South. I had them last. I just don't see them pulling it through to get out of that spot. And I had them. I had a two, I have a six and ten and a seven and nine. It's I'm jumping in between those two, leaning more towards six and ten. Okay. Well, let's run through the schedule real quick. Let's see what we got. So their first game is against the Raiders. You got a win there or a loss? See, that's one of them that's there close for the six and ten, seven and nine. Um, the Raiders, I just – I could see them going, but I got – overall, I got the Raiders taking that one. Okay. Now you, now they come into town and play your beloved. I believe this is at home against the the Bucks here. They come yeah. into town – They huh? Yeah. They come into town and play your Bucks. Okay. You're saying your Bucks are winning this first game against oh, the, yes. uh, of the of the division. This, this should be your first game of the division. Yep. So, um, what what do you got here? The Panthers go one and one, or or, or do the Panthers go two and zero oh, or zero oh and two? Excuse me. Do they I lose back to back first two games? They lose back to back. Okay. So I don't. I don't think they can. I don't think I don't see them taking either game against us this year, and I don't see them doing really good in this in division. Across the board. Okay, so you have them at 0-2 now. So they go into San Diego, or excuse me, Los Angeles, my fault. They go into the Chargers with a help, maybe new quarterback at the helm, maybe not, and Justin Herbert, maybe, and with an Austin, healthy Austin Eckler back there. Do you think the Panthers get that done in L.A., or do they come home 0-3? I think they pull this one out. I think they – they get a little bit more going off those first two losses. They 
click a little more, maybe Bridgewater starts hitting and starts figuring out that scheme. And McCaffrey, obviously, he's going to be good all year. I think they pulled this one out. Okay. Well, let's – um. then then, they, then at this point they're one and two. They come back home and they got to play Kyler Murray, that little ramped-up offense with DeAndre Hopkins. Arizona comes into town. Do they take care of business on that, or do they come out a stumbled bird there? See, this one is a hard one as well when I was looking at their schedule. I think I think with the additions that the Cardinals have placed in, I think with Murray being his second year that – they go ahead and they take this loss. Carolina does. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. I am. I am. I'm very much with you there. I think Carolina is absolutely on that loss. Um, at this point, I do have Carolina um, beating the Raiders, so they're gonna one and zero there. I do have them losing to you guys. So the uh, well, your your boys down there in Tampa Bay. Um, so that puts them at one and one. Um, I do have them beating the Chargers. Um, so they're two and one at this point, and then they're two and two right now for me. <clears throat> two and um, two, yes. yes, sir. And then I have them going into Atlanta and losing this game in Atlanta, the first game. I think they split this series uh, throughout the season. Um, they played them in three weeks after that. One, two, yeah, in three weeks, and I think they split there in Carolina. Um, I have them also um, beating uh, the Bears. If yeah, I I had them as well losing to Atlanta, and I do think they they can take the Bears. I think okay. they'll they'll take that that one home, and they'll they'll win that one there for them. Okay, so that puts them at three and three here. Right three and three, I have them two and four right as of. So they come into they come into New Orleans. And they are going to get stomped away there. I think pretty big. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't see them pulling that away in New Orleans at then, all. So that is a three and four for me there. For the, then they already beat or they lost to him. So I think in Carolina the Panthers are going to beat the Falcons. Yeah, I, I I believe they'll pull this one out. And so that puts me at four and four. Now comes a tough part of their schedule. I think. A big, oh, this is big, tough. But this is a this is where they this is where they fall off um, the division and the league, so they're going to go into in, into Kansas City and, and get, get get smoked, I believe. Um, they're yes. going to come back to Carolina uh, to host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think Brady's going to get that done. Um, what do you what do you think on that game? I know you're a big Buccaneers fan. Yeah, I I believe that they're like I said. I don't think they're going to take either of those games versus the Saints. Or versus Tampa. I think so they'll say, split. So you say you guys sweep Carolina this year? Yeah. Carolina gets swept by Saints. They get swept by Tampa. And I only got them splitting with Atlanta. Wow. Like they're going to – this division, I, I just don't see the, the additions that were put on other teams that they just did not compete enough in the offseason to be around like that. Absolutely. Okay, so – then we both have them. I have them at, at, at in New Orleans. They were three and four. 
So they go in, they get four and four. Another four and five. They're four and six. Now this is where it gets tricky. I think Detroit comes into Carolina and gets an upset there. With that See, new- I, got, I got that being one of the wins that the, the, I think the Panthers will pull out. Okay, well maybe we're yeah we're we're a little switch, but that's cool. That's a, it's good. I I honestly I think Detroit comes in there and I think Detroit gets himself a little win in Carolina, which is hard to go into Carolina and I think take a win out of the, from the Panthers. So that yeah, puts them at what's that four, four and six, four and seven? No, it was four and four, four and five, four and six, four. Uh, well, that puts them at four and seven. Now the Vikings come in. They go. They go up to Minnesota. They're gonna get waxed by Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them pulling that off. There goes four and eight. Yep. I think they're coming here to the Mile High City where I'm at, and I think the Broncos have enough to beat them. See, I have. Excuse them. me. Excuse me. The Broncos are going to Carolina, and I think they're gonna get a win there. That's my fault. So that puts them at four and nine. I think they do not have enough to beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And no, most definitely not. So that puts them at four and ten. Now, here is my um, I have them on mine at five and eleven. They get one more win against the Redskins, and then the Saints beat them again. That puts them at five and eleven for me. And I have them at the bottom six and ten. Six and ten. I have them at the bottom of my uh, NFC South. Oh, most definitely. So, um, now let's take a look. I'm guessing you have, obviously, Atlanta and Carolina at either three and four or four and three. You have Atlanta squeaking in at three, and I had Carolina definitely at the bottom. Okay, well, let's run through Atlanta's schedule. They host, or the, yeah, they host the Seahawks week one loss. Then they yeah, go, to, then they go play Dallas. A hard, hard week one. Then they go play Dallas week two. It's a loss for me. There's zero and two for them. Then they go play Chicago. Here they go get their first win. They become one and two here. Then they, then they host a tough Aaron Rodgers. I think um, they get a loss there. That puts them at one and three. Um, this was the Falcons and Panthers game. I've already predicted they Falcons take this one. That puts them at what is that two and three? They're going to play. Three. They're going to play Minnesota, which they're going to lose that one, obviously. Yeah, and, I think that I think that's a loss for them there. Yeah, big loss. So that's that puts them at two and four. Um, this one was a toss up um, with the offense that the Falcons have. I think they are going to host Detroit, and I think they're going to, you know, take care of business down here in the South. Um, so that puts them at a three and four, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Then here's the other split. Uh, Carolina beat, wins this. So that's three and five. Um, then they also uh, um, host the Broncos. Um, Broncos go to Atlanta. Um, I, I think the Broncos could take this one. This is, uh, this is a this is a toss up as well. This yeah, is a this would uh, be a very good game. Go either way, but I had Atlanta taking this one in Atlanta uh, later in the season. I mean, I think with a young Drew Locke, I mean, it could be it could be very possible for him to go home, go away from home, and try to win any of these games this year. 
Yeah, it's going to be uh, be a tough one to win in Atlanta, so I had Falcons actually taking that one. Okay, um, how about then they go to – so that puts them at – what was I at? One, two, three. I have three and four. Three and four right now. Three and four, and I have them at – Going into New Orleans, three and four. Yeah, I have them at yeah, it's no. no three and five. I'm sorry, three yeah, and five. Three and five. Going um, into New Orleans. So then, yeah, and then they go into New Orleans. So it puts them at um, three and six. Actually, this this for me because I think the Bron- uh, Broncos are going to go into. Yeah, you think they'll Atlanta. take that one? Yeah. So it's only one, two, three. Yeah, they're three and five for me. Yeah, three and five. Yeah. And then three and six for Saint, for the New Orleans, they're going to be four and seven when they play the Raiders after they beat the Raiders. Um, I think they're going to lose to New Orleans again, so that'll be four yes. and eight. I don't, I don't see them taking any either of those. Nope. This game's going to be a toss up. This Charger and Falcons game will be a, a good one to watch. Um, the Chargers' offense is actually very exciting. It's just who's going to be at the helm to throw in the ball. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is who's who's the uh, yeah, the that, chief. That'll there. be week to week whether they win. You know, it depends on who's, who's really tossing the ball around. Um, I got Tom. Uh, obviously, the Bucks sweeping the Falcons. Um, both bo- both of the games in, in three weeks. They got two games in three weeks. Yeah, we always, for some reason, they like doing that to us, to us Atlanta. They always throw yeah, us. This is going to be a big stretch. The very end. This is going to be a bad three-game stretch for the Falcons this last three yeah, games. They're going to lose, lose, be, lose. Uh, yeah, lose twice to you guys, one. and then they're going to lose to the Chiefs. So what does that put them at? One, two, three, four, five, six, six seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Them, I have them at five and eleven as well. So it's gonna be a it's gonna it's gonna be one of those deciding games that we were that we were looking at that is going to make or break third and fourth position. In yeah, really, division. it really is. <laughs> but but honestly, who nobody's really worried about who's third and fourth. Um, no, exactly. everybody's really worried about are the two teams that we are about to talk about. And I honestly, let's. Uh, I hate to be rude. I love you, brother, but uh, I think Tampa Bay is gonna be second in this division. Um, oh, I, I unfortunately I do as well. Which it is a huge upgrade in, in your aspect, is it not? They, with the the new the next team making the playoffs, that's second place is still that's still a good place to be. Wild card and the extra play team, so I I do have Tampa placing second, but still making the playoffs. Yeah, um, I have them. I went through the schedule. And I have them at ten and six. They are gonna have a damn good I had, year. I had them at eleven and five, so there's only oh, one game. Ge- uh, yeah, this seems seem a little generous as a Tampa Bay fan, I are you? I mean, sixteen and zero is generous. Yeah, no, no, that's 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 insanity, sir. <laughs> you should get the electric chair, or they got the death penalty there in Florida, don't they? Oh yeah. So, um, the first week, I tell you this right now, dude. I think you guys come out there, and I think you stumble Drew Brees in the first week. That this, I feel like this first game is so huge for them. Yeah. That it, it this will determine how this season goes. I believe. Right. It's how we 
win or loss, it, it can still go good either way. It just depends on how we come out. And I, I wholeheartedly believe we are going to stun them week one in New Orleans. Absolutely. It's, they're going to come out there, and it's – I'm just hoping for that firepower that they have. And I, I have us winning week one versus the Saints. Yeah, dude, absolutely. There is – I have I have a huge big part of bone in my body, big part of me saying that Tampa Bay is going to come out firing on this first game and and upset the Saints. Now I'm not saying Saints are not going to have a great season, but I think the Saints are only going to have three losses, and that's one of them. This is the first game of the season, so let's let's run through this. Um, the Bucks beat the Saints first game. The Bucks beat the Panthers in the second game. Yes. Um, this game's actually toss up for me. The Bucks versus the Broncos, because you guys are coming out here. I get to see I get to see Tom Brady come out here to uh um uh Oh Mile High Oh Mile High and uh see see what's going on. So I might, might might have to get my tickets to go see Brady and Gronk, buddy. Oh, I am most definitely going to a game hey, September thirteenth or September twenty seventh, man. You, you might, I might get you some tickets. You fly out here to go right. watch the game together, bro. Yeah, so Honestly, you know that that could be a win, that could be a loss. You know that Denver's all with Denver's new offense. Uh, it, it's tricky with them, you know. And they're, they're a young defense. I, I like them. They they bring a lot of encouragement, and I think this year is going to be a big step up for the Broncos. So that that could be a toss up game for me. Um, the Chargers and Bucks game. That's that's a big win for you guys. Um, yeah, I I got us winning first four weeks and. Getting a crazy, just upset win. I'm giving the Bears a win versus wow. Tampa Bay. I I don't I don't know why. I don't. I just have a feeling, and that's our first prime time eight twenty game. Right. So you guys are gonna be in the spotlights. You guys are gonna be you know scared, but that's but you got Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady in the spotlight. I, I mean, I, I mean, it's hard to go against him in the spotlight. Well, I'm about to say, what, what can go wrong with Tom Brady season, on TV? Yeah, regular season, he's been known to drop a few of those. Why did you lose those games? Right, right. No, no, no. I, I remember those few at Miami. He lost oh, a few at Miami. Yeah. You know? That Miami should never. Even I, I, I remember those at Miami Miracle was the last year. Yeah. Um, but okay. So you got them losing to the Bears. It's, I, it's my crazy. So, so do they have? Might a, do they have a sweet comeback week and beat the Packers the week after that? See, that is going to be a close that one. Seems, but I that, think that seems like it would be an upset to me if you guys won there. I think that's going to be a little. Our little hiccup is going to be right there in that part of our season. I think we come out on the losing side of the Packers game. Wow, so you go four you go four straight wins, you go four and oh, and then you lose two straight. And got- um typical Bucks fashion as a fan, we have those times. And I just feel like out of the schedule, that's gonna be our little hiccup, our little let's get over that. Now let's push on and show what we're made of kind of thing. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't see them losing at all to the Raiders 
or the Giants the next two weeks. I, I don't see them. But then we came with the second game of the, the series, the Saints, and I think we'll take that L as well. Okay, so at this point, you are four, five, six, and three. Going into week 10. Week which, 10, you're six and three. Which is going to be another W there with the old Panthers. Okay, so you sweep the Panthers, right? Yeah, we, we sweep oh, yeah. the Panthers. So what about this tough game out in uh, – this is in Tampa. Yeah, this is – so this is where our schedule hits that – Bumpy road? Nut up or shut up right, kind, of, right, kind right. of time. Because we hit a, here a few weeks, is it's going to be a good little thing. I think we pulled the W out with the Rams, putting us at 8-3. and three. But then I think we lose, unfortunately, two more weeks in a row with the Chiefs and the Vikings. Yeah, those are those are going to be two tough games for you right there. Both both at home for you too. Yeah, they're yeah. they're both three. home games. Three, you have three home games in a row, which is awesome because last year we went two months without a home game because the oh, whole wow. three. At London stuff and oh yeah yeah well you don't have to worry about the London stuff they got rid of that shit this year yeah I I don't like it I don't know why we even branched out to that and so at this point you are seven eight and five am I wrong eight and four eight, and eight five. five you're eight and five right going into our last two games our last three three games which I think will all be wins. Because two with the Falcons, one with the Lions. That's has yeah, us at. Sweep, oh. I think you sweep both of those Falcon games and that Lions game. I, I'm telling you, look out. Those guys can. Marvin Jones, Kieran Johnson, um, that new Jeff Okuda, that, cor- that corner. I think, yeah. I think they're going to be a tough. With Matt Stafford back, you know, I think going to football. I think. See, they, I think they, this is the one game that broke us from 11 and 5 and 10 and 6. Like, this is. Right. This is that game because it. You, like you said, the additions that Detroit has put in, right. they're going to be – they're not going to be a, an easy W every single week like they've been. Oh, and they still got – they still got Marvin Jones up there for catching yeah, they, the football. So, they, did, they did the right thing, and I think Patricia actually guides them to a a, a good good year this year. Right. Whether, yeah. whether they're not just a W every single time you see them. No, yeah, no, no, not anymore. Not like the old Detroit. So okay, so you got them at eleven and five. I got them at ten and six. Um, I think they they make the playoffs without a doubt. They are in the playoffs. Um, how far as a Tampa Bay fan do you think they go? Obviously, knowing that they are going to have to play um, another top team in the NFC at the point. Obviously, they won't have to play New Orleans, but um, they could possibly play a. Say Minnesota, which yeah is that's, that's is, is, is typically Minnesota is a team that's typically on the bubble right there for wild cards, which there's going to yeah. be what six wild card teams now. So I I have us squeaking a wild card out. I, I have us getting us getting us in there, and I mean, well, excuse me. There's two wild card teams and four division winners. Yes. Yep. No. There's seven teams, so there's four division winners and three wild cards, and three, one yeah, division. The, one division winner gets to buy. 
Right. So they added the one team. So yeah. So the three division, the the, the three division runner-ups. Well, who do you say they are? Tampa Bay's one. Yeah, I got Tampa. I have. So Minnesota. Minnesota. Right. And. And do you say it's either Dallas or Philly? Because it's usually one of those two that win the division, and the other one's one one win or loss under them or over them. Yeah, it, I mean that's gonna be yeah. With or, Philly. or does another team from that tough NFC East or West take a spot? They possibly could because you have that. That. Seattle, San Fran, Seattle, you had Chargers. That. Yeah, not the San Chargers. Fran might not have. Um, uh, you got Seattle, you got San Fran, you have um, the Rams, uh, the and Rams, and, Cardinals. and the Cardinals. Which, man, when you really break it down, that looks like one of the tougher divisions in football, right there. It it really is. All I feel like all the NFC has at least two or three per. Yeah, division. that could that that could be a potential. So. In yeah, that division, you say you say San Francisco wins that division, and Seattle's the runner-up. I don't know because San Fran might not just come out throwing like they were, and I I think Seattle is fully capable of winning that division. Yeah, it's just there's that whole like trifecta there with the Rams if they show potential, but if they lost. Quite a few people, right? I have yeah, I have San Fran taking it and Seattle squeaking out a wild. Wow, perfect. Okay, so with that said, the Saints go thirteen and three. We don't need to run through their record. We know they no, went pretty they're... much all. But if you had to take three losses from this schedule, uh, all right, out of these games, obviously they're gonna. You have them losing to your Bucks. There's one. Yeah, I, you say I had the them green, you say Green Bay Saint. You say the Green Bay game is a loss for them. In, that in New that is prob- uh, I feel like that's going to be definitely one of their losses. It's okay, you know, and then Green Bay comes out. I mean, it's hard because Green Bay didn't do enough. I feel. Okay, so but, do you think with they have. The Chiefs, the 49ers, and the Vikings. And look at this, the Eagles and the Broncos on their schedule. I think they, yeah, take, care I have, of, I think they take care of the Broncos. I yes. think they take care of the Eagles, which will be a tough game. The Vikings game, the Chiefs game, the Niners game, and the Green Bay game. Those are my four. Maybe five with the box game that they could possibly turn over. Yes, I yeah, because they have – they have a little stretch there at the end, a little yeah. three-game stretch of the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Vikings, and oh, I feel they lose two of them. That's like tough they, at the end. Yeah, they lose two of those, and – Yeah, and things could be different for that division. They might go 12-4. and four. I, they, they might – So you do you think in any way that Tampa Bay could squeak number one out of, out of, out of this? With knowing, oh, with, knowing, with knowing that New Orleans plays the you guys twice, the Packers, the, the 49ers, Niners. the Broncos, Eagles, Chief, or Vikings, and the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, so I, I definitely feel like if 
Brady comes out and he's playing his top level with our offense, and then our our defense stays steady like we did the last six games of the season, we could definitely squeak out number one. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, let's uh let let's run through this real quick before our uh, commercial break. Um, who do you think the best draft pick for each NFC South team was? Being that each team had a pretty decent draft, I feel. And that we've already break that we've already broke down that New Orleans will be first, Tampa will be second. For you, Atlanta's third and Carolina's fourth. Yes. And for me, it's a little switched. But with that said, who's your best draft pick for each NFC South team? Let's start with the last place in Carolina. I feel like Derek Brown, the defensive lineman they got there in the beginning from Auburn is going to be their best draft pick. Absolutely. With the addition of Todd Gurley in that division. Yeah. And you got Kamara. Yeah. And you don't know what's going to happen with Tampa's running game, but with two solid runners like that, you want to beat that up. And that's what they went and got in the beginning. And I I agree that was their best first pick they could have got at that spot. Moving on. Who was Atlanta's best pick, defense or offense? Defense. I think with the additions that everyone made in this division, the defense was a focal point for most because of the additions of Tom Brady, then Bridgewater going to Carolina. So offensive moves that were made, defense was a focal. And Atlanta's pick of A.J. Terrell, Clemson's cornerback, I feel – was their best on the board with, like I said, Bridgewater going to Carolina and Brady coming in to beef up that secondary and helping them out was their best pick, and that's what they went with. Yeah, and, uh, A.J. Terrell was one of the better corners in the in the, uh, in, in the draft coming out of Clemson, so he's yeah really good pick for it right there. Um, okay, so for you guys, for, for your boys, who was the best pick? Tampa Bay brought out? This one was by far the easiest I feel like for anyone to answer because of Tom Brady becoming our quarterback and our track record with sacks and just losing some guys. I know where you're going with this one. Tristan Wirfs. Yep. Them trading up that even though it was one spot was the smartest thing they could have done. Yep. And Beef that lineup to help protect Tom Brady, which yeah. is the key to the success of that offense. Yeah, other than other than him, uh, other than uh, Mackay Beckton, I think that Tristan Wirfs is the best offensive tackle in the draft um, by far. Uh, I know that uh, Andrew Thomas, I believe, went first. Was the first offensive tackle went, and I don't, you know, I, I mean, it's, he's he's great. He's a great offensive tackle, but I don't think he was one of the best um, of those. Yeah, so, nothing, nothing against them, but I feel like. Becton and worse were better yeah, than him. I mean, I mean, Becton's six foot six, six foot seven, three hundred and fifty pounds, and he runs a five four forty. I mean, yeah, come on, I, come on. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. So, it all in all, who has New Orleans? You know, with this high powered offense and his and Cam Jordan and a great and a great actually great a great defense. Who who did New Orleans really come up on in the draft that 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 could 
potential so, to just keep them as champions of this division. So looking up and down, like their draft was very, very uh, lame. They didn't have many picks. They went from the third and didn't get another pick to the seventh. And they only traded up that pick to get the, the quarterback so that Carolina wouldn't get them. Yeah. So their their draft wasn't very impressive. So I just went with Cesar Ruiz, right. the Michigan center. Yep. I mean, it helps helps your line. Like, you didn't really do much he other than that. The, he, I think he was one of the top centers in the draft, wasn't he? Yeah, he was definitely one of the top centers, and he was definitely a good pick. Um, and that was pretty much the highlight of their draft was their first pick. And then from there on, it was just – I don't. I can't remember exactly if they traded away, but yeah, they had fourth, fifth, sixth round. They had no picks. Right. Yeah. So they had very few to do, do to deal with to to actually make some uh, options and then make some differences as well. That was yeah. uh, that was our NFL segment. We are going to take a break for a few minutes, and uh, here's a commercial from Caliber Boats. With summer fast approaching, let's get those last minute fixes on your outdoor toys. My guys at Caliber Boat and RV Repair will take care of you with polishing, wet sanding, fiberglass, and gel coat repair. Anything your equipment needs to get you back out there and enjoy the hot sun. With top class detail specialists, your boat and RV will look good as new. They've recently moved to a new location at 5505 East 48th Avenue, Commerce City. To book an appointment today, call Les at 303-424-7440. Tell them Squirrel and Corey sent you for a special offer of $100 off any service of $1,000 or more. That's our guys at Caliber Boat and RV Repair. Give them a call. Back, ladies and gentlemen, and we are going to jump right in <clears throat> for this podcast. We're going to jump into our stew trivia of the week. Take it away, Stuart. All right, so for our stew trivia of the week for this week, it's going to be a poll uh, going along the lines of the NFC South that we just broke down and had both of us had the New Orleans Saints as the number one team in that division. So the trivia poll question of this week is, which NFC South team has the best chance at competing with Saints for that first place. Who do you think has the, the power, the, the schedule to get that first place out of the Saints? Obviously, it's going to be either Tampa, Atlanta, Carolina. We want to hear you all's opinion of why you think that team has it and what team it is. So um, the uh, the best answer we have the best answer we find sorry Stu, the best answer we find on our on our social media I'm gonna post that on our Twitter and the uh, uh, Squirrel Stew Sports uh, Show um, at Anchor on Anchor.com it's gonna be at Twitter too um, we're gonna take the best answer we're gonna take the poll we're gonna read the best answer out we're gonna answer the poll we're gonna show everybody sh- reveal the answer next week on. How the poll went, who judged what, and um, please vote. Let us know. We're going to discuss it here in just a second um, about what we think. Um, we kind of already have, but we're going to give you a little more insight so you can, you know, make a good decision and and tell us what you think. Stu, I am. I'm going to throw them a little bone on this one. I'm going to say, if Carolina is healthy, every one of them. And yes. they get that offense back with McC- obviously McCaffrey doing everything in the world and, 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 and him being an amazing player. And Teddy Bridgewater coming on 
getting strong, doing his thing. I I think they can win a couple more games than what we think. You know? Yeah, I, I definitely feel they're they have potential. I'm I, not I'm not gonna say that they're gonna compete for number one. No. I, I just can't I'm, see them yet being – they didn't add enough. Bridgewater is a great quarterback, yes, to add to that. But you're, you're, you didn't do enough for McCaffrey. Right. Your defense is questionable. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe a plus one out of that. Maybe one game out of there, they'll, they'll squeak by that we didn't think. So you say no, one, one, maybe not two, maybe three, no? No, I'm thinking one, maybe two. I, two, I think, is reaching. Right. And But there's there's no way they can compete for number one. No, absolutely not. But I'm definitely going to say that they, they could possibly, if things start shaping up, People get injured. Things happen. I think that w- without a doubt, I think they could could fight for number two if, if things don't go Tom Brady's way and the way Tampa, you know. Yeah, it, it's definitely possible. I mean, they, they won five games last year. So, I mean, it wasn't like a complete They bust. won five games with absolutely So, Bridgewater could swing a, a couple of those games around. And I mean, honestly, they won five games with with the greatest fantasy player of all time, and that is literally it. Yeah, that's that's very that, true. their entire offense is Christian McCaffrey. Honestly, you shut McCaffrey down, you shut down Carolina, which is very hard to do to shut down McCaffrey. But is you know I don't know if it's possible, but it's what you're going to have to do honestly for, to to beat this team. And I think yeah. a lot of teams are going to be able to do that. So, but for challenging for number one, Tampa Bay is the only one I see. Yeah, I could handle that. Um. If Tampa Bay manages to say Tampa Bay manages to to sweep those New Orleans games, I mean, you know, oh, you, they'll sna- you, snag that first one, like you said, come up with the upset, and then them come into Tampa and and and, and then, or is it, it is it, totally is it the opposite? Is it the opposite? No, yeah, yeah it's, it's we yeah, go yeah, to Saints into Tampa. game week one, and then Tampa later well, on in the season. So what? What if that goes down? I I think I think that might that might be a switcher, especially as we talked about them having well, then, them having the Eagles, Vikings, and the Chiefs in that last they, four game stand. We sweep how we how we had it playing out. If we sweep New Orleans, and I I feel like we're sweeping sweeping Atlanta, yeah, and Carolina, Carolina, we come out with no losses in the division, yeah, same record as Saints, yeah, we take it. So yeah, and, and, and that'll be a possibility. You know what? That that could be a big thing you guys are looking at. Instead of rather having the best record, you know, as, as the teams, are you just going to take your division? Right. And that not worry. The, you know, you could be you could be you could be ten and six, and have six be six and zero oh in your division. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, then you're you're still you're coming out on well, top. So then, that well, then, might be a, a a thought for them. Then you're guaranteeing really, really you're hammer those hards. You're guaranteeing yourself hard. a playoff spot. Exactly. No matter your record coming out at ten and six, or you know even if you get unlucky and say you know nine and seven, which I you know I, I think is a little might be a little. I think nine and seven is pretty much right at where you're going to land or ten and six. But right. I I think you're going to get over that that nine wins. Um. I believe. But, I, I think we're going to hit the double. 
Yeah, if we go six and zero and still go nine and seven, I mean that's still that's something to look at. Yeah, but that's a that'd be a that'd be a very disappointing that'd be very disappointing back into the season. Absolutely, without. Oh, most definitely, most so, definitely. But um, as a Tampa fan, the playoffs is that's a goal. Like, right. However, it takes us, whatever it takes us, the playoffs. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's. Um, that was our stew trivia of the moral our stew, our stew poll for this week. Um, uh, I appreciate it, Stu. That was a great one. Uh, everybody, everybody, chime in on the social media. And yeah, we, we want to hear y'all's answers. Yeah, tell us what you think. Um, we'll reveal it next week, and um, I appreciate it. Everything awesome, great. So let's jump into our mixed sports segment. This is a, we talk about. This is what's different between our podcast and a lot of podcasts. We talk about every sport. We know it all. We yeah, know we how don't, to talk about don't each one. Any yeah, we know how to talk about every single thing. So, um, Major League Baseball. We're gonna start there. Season coming up, possibly early July, maybe not. Still, what do you think? Yeah, they're they're aiming for it. That's that's what they're uh, projected for. Early July, maybe later July. Mm-hmm. Like right now, they're really waiting on a uh, Major League Baseball has to send in their economic plan. What their their plan is for everything's health-wise, safety, everything safety-wise, money-wise, everything to the union. And that's not going to happen until early this week. So that's they, had, they still have to finalize their plan, get it to the union. And obviously the union goes from there and says what it wants to change, if, it, if anything. And me and Squirrel, we were talking about this uh, prior because we – don't just talk on the podcast. We talk, yeah, every twenty four seven, every day. Yeah. Uh, the main thing that's gonna hinder this Major League Baseball starting up is the money. Money. They money got. Money. They already had the progress going on the health and the safety elements, all the the things, protocols that they're gonna have to get through with testing, with fans. They got all this. They hammered that down. That's just easy. That's the Black and white. You have to do this. You have to do that. Yep. What now? The wedge now, in this me, whole thing. Let is, me stop it right here. You you were talking about money. Did you hear this Blake Snell piece about I'm not playing unless I get paid? Right. Yep. Now, you totally agree with this because they're taking a, a was it a 48 percent pay cut? Oh, it's almost 50. Yeah. And, and then they're taking another cut on top of that, like 15 percent. So they're really taking like. A sixty percent pay cut after taxes, and then and then it's literally like sixty five. So they're taking right. like sixty five percent pay cut if you really break them down. So they're honestly getting forty after that sixty percent. Then 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 your check is taxed. So they're going to yep. take fifteen percent of that. So you're really getting thirty five percent of your forty percent of your you know money that you your, your signed for. Are are you think this is enough for MLB players to risk? Their lives, or, or or do they just need to say, you know, hey, suck it up and play baseball? You, you you're still getting paid, you know. It's a it's a hard one because, and in, in terms, yes, they still are getting paid, and yes, there's still a lot of them making millions of dollars, even right. with all these pay cuts. But 
once you've worked to that point and you're that top tier athlete of the world and you're getting paid this and that's what it's been, it's hard to say. I'll do it for under half of that. And it's it's hard to say because those teams are still going to be making their millions and millions of dollars. And these players are going to be making way less and they don't, it's unacceptable to them. What do, you, what do you got to say to these owners that won't crack their books open and uh, show everybody honestly what they're really making so that, you know, they can't say, hey, we're, we're making $5 million when they're really making fifteen. And, yeah, and these and owners. So, honestly, so, so some of these owners, I don't think they want to pay and they want to lose. Like, like what owner in the – what billionaire owner in the world is going to want to sit there and take a pay cut? I, I, I get where the owner's – Heads are at, but you got to think of a whole as an organization. You run an entire organization. Without everyone so this, in your organization, you don't have one. So this is where it's going to come down to is between these owners and these players. This is what it's what its whole sphere of this game is weighing on is them coming in and compromising and, and just trusting each other and getting past this point. Because it's not going to be a pay cut for the rest of their careers. Right. They need to stop thinking about this season and think about the future of the game. Because, yes, this season across the board is a squash for all sports. It's not – they didn't make what they're supposed to. Right. But it's all right. They're still floating. There's companies and businesses that go under in this. They're floating. They're good. So let's just get past this hiccup. And push on for the later, the later, the future, the future of your sport, because this could hurt sports a lot. So they just have to sit down and take the hot hit on both fucking ends and come together and be realize like, hey, it's not about this season. It's about all the other seasons. It's about honestly, it's, it's not about this season. It's about breaking this season off. And getting ready for next year. Yep. When all this is not, you know, in in, in motion and everything, and everybody's not sick, and and let, let yep. let's, exactly. let's stop and let's let's think about the future and get ready for next season. That's why yep. I think everybody should be in all of these sports. Yep, and that's how. And, and unfortunately, Major League Baseball with the whole salary cap. Yep. Not existing. That's their. That's their main. They're, they're the, the biggest problem. one out of everyone. That's yeah. That's I think that's the main problem. It's the biggest yep. problem. It's going to be the problem. And it's going to be the reason that uh, I like, like I was going to say, coming back early July. I, honestly, I don't think they come back at all this year because I don't think they're going to be able to agree on a number that's so, equal plus, enough or, okay. or, or equivalent enough that these men are going to want to play sports. Our favorite and most historical NBA coach has passed away. Jerry Sloan dies. And sad, sad time for the NBA. But yet... Very, very iconic, up- iconic coach, iconic player. But yet an uplifting possibility, possibility of a Disney return. What do you got yes. on both of those? So, uh, yes, unfortunately, we have to talk about the Jerry Sloan death. Uh, died at 70 years old, such an iconic coach of the Utah Jazz. I mean, 
he coached a lot of great Hall of Famers. Chicago Bulls? Yeah. And he did – I mean, he had 16 consecutive years with the Jazz. Yeah. Where they went to the playoffs 16 years in a row. So he played – Chicago Bulls, he played 10 seasons for the Bulls. But, I mean, for the coaching, he only did a little bit of coaching there. He, he was a, a player there for – 10 of his 11 years with Chicago and uh, 23 seasons with the Utah Jazz. That's nuts, man. That's crazy how he he's such an iconic coach and the way he, you know, d- defined basketball as a player, as a coach, and as, as, as an all-around great person. Yeah, he's – He's one of the, the first like very good players that turned into a very great coach. Yeah. So, um, with the possibility, the only upside to this, you know, we could find, was the possibility that the NBA is looking at a Disney return. Um, what do you know about that? Yeah, so right now, they got it's in the works. Uh, they're aiming for a, a late July to go to the wide world of Disney in Orlando, which both of us have been. And it's a great, great place. That's uh, my Atlanta Braves. They had some spring training there. And uh, they left, no longer play there. But it's a great facility. And what they're working on is it being a single site for the games, the practices, the housing of the players. Uh, they all, everything's going to happen there. They have everything worked out with teams being here for practicing. They have the teams, their the housing for their staff and they're working it all out and trying to finalize this. And they're working, they said with the public health experts to determine the best way to have all these people in this area and do it safely and working with the government officials for, okay for yes this is good yes this goes under regulations and hoping for it right that's awesome um yeah we um i i am really hopeful for this uh, nba return I, I really hope this could all get 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 in the works and get back together. Yeah, the only thing right now that's still unclear is if they are going to go and continue with that season or if they're going to go the route of just going straight into the playoffs off of how that, how the teams were when this all happened, they're, they're still unclear on which, which route they're going to go. They I think it's going to be pretty hard to play those last 12, 10 or 15 games, whatever it was um, left for, you know, teams that were on fire and teams that have to, you know, get back to rhythm or teams that, you know, about to make the playoffs that may not make the playoffs now because they don't, they're not on the same, page or anything about what what's going on but yeah I think why, that might be good if you just take the teams that are winning right now the the, the teams that are the, the records they have right now and play them I think that's probably the only fair way to do it yeah that's uh we'll cover that here in a couple seconds uh that's what the NHL route in the HL route is going is is just where it was let's go from there and well, Let's, run us uh, since you're uh, our NHL expert. Run us through uh, what what they have in mind there in the uh, in the executive offices. All right. So uh, with the NHL, they're entering phase two. Phase one was their self quarantine of all the players, all the staff. Uh, that started 
pretty much right when this pandemic happened, March 12th, they entered their phase one, and that was just the quarantining. Now we're in phase two, which is going to allow players to train in small groups at the team facilities, which they're they're aiming at six people, six people at the team facility at once. When they're on ice, it's the six people on ice. That's it. No coaches, yeah. no staff. It's just those six players that are allowed to be on the ice. And uh, face masks at all times, unless you're on the ice, obviously. And uh, they're, it's all, all this is voluntary. This is not mandatory. Players cannot be required to do this. This is, if you want to come back now, this is phase two we're entering. And uh, this, if they agree to it, they have to get tested two days before, and oh, once they are tested positive or they have no negative, they go in, and after that, it's twice, I believe, twice a week after they'll still be tested, wow. so that they make sure that throughout that time they're good. That's that's, a lot this, of tests. This, this is their phase phase two where they're entering to come back to play now. With this 24-team playoff is what we're looking at. The NHL Players Association came up with their draft of what they want when we come back. They don't want to play out the rest of the season. They want to go straight into a 24-team playoff. So what it would be is the top four seeds in each conference at the time this happened, they have buys. Top four. From there, it goes to a best-of-five play-in series. So they play the best-of-five, and that, combined with those teams that uh, have the bye, is what's going to give you your 16-team Stanley Cup playoff. So the first initial part of it is the new part because of the pandemic. But once we get past that round, it's your standard 16-team playoffs, seven-game series up to the Stanley Cup winner. So all that was changed is this new 24-team playoff. So this was passed by the Players Union. This has nothing to do with the NHL. They still have to look at their options and look at that format and decide if it's a go or not. Yeah. And that's pretty much what we're looking across the board for the hockey yeah, and MLS, um, um, as I am the soccer expert, MLS, they have no talk um, of, of the return as of yet. Um, there is talk of cities having a plan to, you know, practice and play soon, but there is no firm talks of the season resuming um, as to a date and when. Um, as yet, but I'm sure it will arise here soon. Um, Euro soccer has resumed uh, the Bundesliga, um, the Turkish. Yeah, league. I actually just saw that the yesterday. Yeah, the Turkish league and um, uh, the uh, uh, what is it? The Belarusian, like Belarus. The Belarusian soccer league has has resumed. So those are what ones you you can catch on uh, early Saturdays and Sunday mornings. You can actually catch some of those games on. Oh, nice. um, if you have regular TV, yeah, you can catch some of those live um, playing over there. They have no fans. 
Um, but it is it is actually entertaining to watch and listen to those guys actually communicate and talk with each other like they normally would in a game. And it it's just as fast yeah, and just all as that, entertaining. Yeah. All those outside noises are yeah. cut out. So you, you get the whole get to, game. You actually get to hear them actually playing soccer. Like it's 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 pretty crazy. So um that's that that's it for our uh, mixed sports segment. We are going to, um, for the last 10 minutes here, we're going to jump in and we do, we do our little fantasy sports segment. Um, uh, obviously, fantasy football, huge in fantasy sports, the biggest. Um, uh, I have a little, a little, little fun I want to do with you. Uh, NFC South, since we've been running through that, this, this segment, I want yep. the NFC South studs and your top duds that are not okay. going to be what they were last season. Let's go. I want to go. I want. Uh, I, I'm going to run through the quarter starting positions. I'm going to run through the starting quarterbacks, starting running backs, and everything for each team. Okay. And I want you to give me the stud, and I want you to give me the dud. Okay. Starting quarterbacks for the NFC South. You got obviously top man Drew Brees. Yep. Got Brady Definitely. coming down to the South now. You know, tearing it up. Maybe tearing it up. Entering a new division. You got Matty Ice, who's been in there for the ages. And now, oh, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater that's starting. So, if there was a fantasy pick, who's your stud fantasy quarterback? And who's your dud backup, if you had to take? Obviously, there's more than one starter. Yeah. You know, there could be more. But if you – Right now, stud, if, you, stud, if it's third you round, third you round, or fourth round in your draft, the quarterback's been taken, these four are sitting at you – who are you taking? Who's the your stud, the stud of the NFC South has to be Drew Brees. Absolutely. I mean, it, he just he's established there. They didn't get worse. They they they're still the Adam Emmanuel Sanders. He's, yeah. So he's still he's that top. He's the king of that fucking took that the top, uh, took one of the top centers. He's going to be protected for a little longer. They got another quarterback in uh, your boy Jameis. Signed yeah, a one if, year, one year, was it one year deal? Yeah, yeah, one year, one year little. Uh, they have a backup as the backup, <laughs> but they have Taysom Hill as their backup. What? Uh, what? Yeah, but he is a jack and, of all trades, though. Jack of all trades, I would say. And they drafted another quarterback like Taysom Hill in the seventh round. Yeah, a athlete quarterback. So they have four quarterbacks on there. Yeah, but Breeze well. is gonna come out on top. Okay, and so if there, if, there, if there is a low fantasy dud on this four-starter list, who is it? Unfortunately, it's Teddy Bridgewater. Unfortunately. Uh, with, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is a beast. But half of his beast game is running, so that's not going to help Bridgewater. Obviously, running, uh, receiving is going to help him out of the backfield, and lining up as a slot will help him. But other than – McCaffrey, he just doesn't have enough to be a fantasy quarterback in my eyes that I would want to play. So, so if he's available, do you take him? If he's available, like as a backup, as as a backup, obviously as a backup, as a backup, I would I would consider it, but I would I'd rather have either Matt Ryan or Tom Brady. If you had to give him a fantasy, if you had to give him a fantasy point number. Per game, what what is it? Oh, Teddy, uh, seventeen points. I would say sixteen to seventeen is fair. Okay, okay, all right. Moving, moving through. 
I want your fantasy stud, and you're done for the running backs. Starting running backs. So the running back for stud, obviously, is as easy as the running back or the Yeah, you got McCaffrey. You have McCaffrey. Yeah. Obviously, he. you have Kamara. You got Kamara and Gurley. Gurley starts. So, and now I mean, it's either going to be Jones or Vaughn for you guys. I think I think they're going to give the helms to Jones for a little bit, but Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be added in there a lot. Right. To, I to think mix not, it up and to maybe take that starting spot. I think he's a good. Uh, he's a good pick. You guys. You guys drafted. I think he's going to be a good. Uh, a good. Um, a backup and 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 eventually a yeah, uh, be, a top notch starter. So, so definitely the stud I feel is McCaffrey, obviously, and I think unfortunately the dud is going to be Ronald Jones. He's wow. he's not what we wanted him to be at a USC, but hey, we try. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I I'm not going to disagree ever with the uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um. Obviously, he is a stud on all levels, and there is no no mistaking his abilities to do. Anything with, I would say, any offense in America. I mean, I think right. no matter no matter the offense you put Christian McCaffrey in, um, he's gonna shine. He's gonna more than more than shine. Um, yeah. So the the things that he's gonna produce are are immaculate. And and you're done in in Jones and 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 or Vaughn. Um, I I like both of them. I love. Both of the running backs, you know, I I don't consider them duds, but if you had to pick them out of this um, this uh, roster here, I would say they are the main. Unfortunately, duds, yeah, because I mean, Kamara, Kamara, I feel like he had a little a little blip in his his career, yeah. early career, last season. But I think he's going to pick up and he's going to do a lot better. And I think Gurley is going to be a great asset to the Atlanta Falcons. And it's I think he's going to fit in there a little better than he did with the Rams at the end. Yeah. And I think he's going to have a lot better season than he did last year. Right. Okay. So, um, going through looking at wide receivers, um, obviously we have the big boy studs in, in Michael Thomas um, you got Julio Jones, uh, Mike Edwin, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Um, uh, who, who am I missing? Uh, was it Curtis Samuel? Is he yep. a st- big yep. starter? So, out of uh, th- there's a bunch of wide receivers you could take. You could think about for the for the wide receiver list. But uh, out of all the NFC South, who? Give me three fantasy wide receiver studs, because I know there's a few. Yeah, the, no, I'm not, not going to drown Thomas. you and get you just one. I, I'll let you get three. Give me three yeah. fantasy studs. Yeah, I also got Michael Thomas. I, yeah, I think it's just He's a beast. Like, with Drew Brees thrown to him and other assets they have, pulling coverage away with Kamara out the backfield. And they just – they have it honed in. Jared Cook at tight end still doing his thing. Michael Thomas is number one. He He's at – Lanky just goes up, gets the ball, physical. If, there, if there's wide a wide receiver, receiver that's open and Michael Thomas is there, you have to take him as yeah. number one, as your first wide receiver. And I feel number two 
I mean, it was a toss-up, two, three, and four for the top four for me, but between number two and three, I got – let's say I'll tell you three first is Julio Jones. Yeah. Julio Jones is – if he's playing at the top of his game, he's number one. Yeah. But he's just too inconsistent. Yeah. He'll give you a 224-yard game yep. and then, two and touchdowns, then, and, then, and then he'll give you yards. 25 yards next week. Yep. Yep. So – I mean, but you can't, not, you, you can't a, always – you can't blame that on him. I mean, Matty, no, sometimes – It's not it's not always on him. But as a fantasy wide receiver, he's not a big touchdown-getting wide receiver. Right. So, that takes a lot away fantasy-wise because those touchdowns are what you want. And, yes, they got rid of their tight end, Hooper, but they also bought in Hayden Hurst. So, they, right. they still that – tight end position to get those touchdowns. And when they get down to the red zone, they just don't – they don't aim it towards Julio. They aim it towards all their other assets. And now with Gurley coming in, I think he's number three. And number two has to be Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin is an animal. Yep. And now he has Tom Brady throwing him the ball with Gronkowski yep. as a tight end. So Absolutely. That's, so that's, t- that's going to be tough to defend. Yeah, he has so many assets that they can't double-team him because then you're leaving Mike Evans open. You're leaving Gronk open. You got three solid tight ends with Howard and Brake. I just think Godwin, with all those going on, is just going to have a phenomenal year. Yeah, uh, He already had 1,200 yards last year, missed – Three games with and got 1,200 yards with that offense that we had, and I just believe as a fantasy one, Chris Godwin is number two. Yeah, obviously, completely agree with you on that. They um, there is there is a lot of talent at wide receiver. You know, these days, um, it's hard to determine who's a stud and who's a dud because every week someone could be a stud and every week someone could be a dud, especially with those positions. Oh, most definitely. Now, with the tight ends, um, as we have, you know, you guys brought in Gronk. You still have O.J. Howard. Um, you have uh, Cameron Bray. Yeah. Um, Jared Cook down there in New Orleans. Um, Hayden Hurst in Atlanta. And then uh, Seth Deval, is, from what I've looked at, is going to be probably the starter there in Carolina, which seems like he's going to be a dud for me. Yeah, I I actually had to look up who their tight end was because yeah. after losing Greg Olson, I I did not know who their tight no, end absolutely. was. Absolutely, yeah. I I can't say I knew who he was either. I had to look up um, and see that Greg Olson, yeah, went to uh, Las Vegas. It was and yep. <laughs> it's it's a mystery who is gonna. I have Ian Thomas, Seth Devalve, and and one other man, but I I think Seth Devalve. I've seen him play before. He's got a bunch of snaps. Um, so I think he's going to be the leader and and and, and start. He, he's the man for me there, but I think he's more of a dud of a tight end. If you're going to, oh my goodness, he's out way of, out of, out of all of, the tight ends. You have all the uh, tight ends to pick, especially out of a ten, maybe fourteen team league. I think there's fourteen tight ends. I think better than him. Um, yeah. So we have three tight ends better than their one starter. Yeah, I was about to say I would take any any of your three tight ends before I would honestly take Seth Deval. So yeah. Um, but with with that said, who's going to be your top stud? I, I, I want to hear 
because there is some good tight ends here with the Gronk, um, um, Jared Cook, um, Hayden Hurst, who comes from Baltimore, who was actually pretty good. Uh, it, it hands down, it, it has to be Gronkowski. Right. Just because of the connection he has with Tom Brady. They are the most lethal quarterback tight end duo yeah. we have ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say there. Uh, other than, well, yeah, 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 it's got to be those two because a lot of quarterback tight end duos have, don't 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 last too long. Um, no, they not really. And I mean, there are some out there that are good, yeah. old school Elway, Shannon Sharp, but yeah. like I old mean, Peyton, Dallas Clark. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone that threw the Anthony Gonzalez. Yeah. Like yep. Tony, Tony. Yeah, to Tony Gonzalez. Uh, who 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 was there with him? A few quarterbacks. That's the thing with Tony Gonzalez. There was a few quarterbacks there to make him. You know. Yeah, Tony Gonzalez had. Yeah, that's what, that's what I meant. Yeah, he was. I, I combined Anthony Gates and. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Antonio, Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates, but um, yeah, Gronkowski and Brady are hands yeah. down. That I I I I would say they're one of the best combinations of all. Yeah. Time. Not just. Yeah. Quarterback tied in. I'd say totally. No, exactly. Um, okay, so uh, we have uh, in, in some fantasy leagues there are defensive players that play that, that people um, play with. Um, I I want to hear what you think um, is a stud defensive player because there are a bunch um, in, in in the NFC South in these teams. Give me one stud defensive player you have for one of these. Once that if, if this is all we're going off of last year, how he performed, it being his first year uh, with the team, uh, and if he can, he can perform at half of that, I a stud. I mean, he got 19 and a half sacks, uh-huh. and if you can just get half of that, you can get 10 to 12 sacks. Yeah, I feel. He'll be a solid stud player to right. put in there. Okay. And that's right. just off sacks. I mean, he had six forced fumbles, I believe, one interception, two interceptions. I can't believe remember exactly the number. But he forced fumbles. He got tackles for loss. He got sacks. So, if he performs you, at that level. You're talking about Barrett. You're talking about Barrett? Yeah. 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 And, 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 and what I'm saying is, he signed a he signed a tag, did he not? Yeah. Right. So they brought him back out from Denver. Was he, is he from Denver? Right. He's from yep. Denver. Yep, yeah. Is. Yeah. They, they, and, and he shined. She shined down there in Tampa Bay. With, oh man! Without a doubt, I, had, I think the first four seasons. Yeah. First four seasons he played, he didn't have nineteen and a half sacks. And, and then one and, season, he just blew up. Him and um, uh, that young boy Devin White. I think that's a great, great linebacker duo right there. I think that is a great. Well then. Well, you got them, and then you got our anchor, Levante David. Yeah, yeah, Levante David. That no, absolutely. Trio of, that trio right there, at linebacking core is just. And insane. then, and and then, and then, I think a lot of people are sleeping on this uh, Tampa Bay defense. You know, you got Indomitian Sue on the line. You got you got uh, JJP uh, down there. I'm not sure who else your other linemen are. The other two, but um, you got you got a great Vita, secondary. Vita Vea. Yeah, you Vita got a Vea great. Is their tackle. You got a great secondary, bro. So um, there could be a lot of actual studs, defensive studs on your team to draft. Yeah, if they, um, like I said, the last six games of the season, they actually played and clicked, and they were they were 
performing at what Todd Bowles wants that defense to be. And Todd yeah. Bowles is a, a, a genius, and right. he's running that defense perfectly. Yeah, with Bruce Arians down there, dude, I think that offense can give you guys enough to where you guys don't have to do so much. That's as what, defense, that's that's what them, you used yeah. to have to do. That's what hurt them is Jameis always making them have to do more. Yeah. Your, your defense was on the field more than your offense was. Exactly. It's your offense. You, you, Jameis, you guys would score in 10 seconds, 15 seconds. You know? Exactly. You guys wouldn't be on the field for very long. And it doesn't help, like, five games he's threw an interception the first drive. So Yeah. And then come back from halftime, they still have to defend. So they, they're on the field a lot. Yeah. Okay. So I want to give you I want to give you another uh, stud that I like, and he this is Cam Jordan, obviously. Oh, for, he's, a, uh, he's a monster for New Orleans, and yeah, as you know, he is he is pretty pretty daggum good. So um, he's hard to he's hard to block. He he just he's crafty. He's fast. He's strong. His awareness is at his peak. Right, and uh, they have. They have another little feller that uh, um, uh, I like to I like to mention because uh, we're, I'm, me and you are big, big, big Gator fans. Um, they have Janoris Jenkins as uh, one of their starting corners, and boy, with Marshawn Lattimore on the other side as a corner, well, that's a stud yeah, defense for me right a, there. As I can see, a, a lot uh, of their players, um, uh, they have boy, they they they, they look pretty strong. On uh, on defense, so they got Kiko Alonso as well, um, sitting there at linebacker. Um, so it's yeah, they, Cam they, Jordan. Cam Jordan has a lot of people around him that are going to make him play very very well and and be able to get a lot of um, you know sacks and get into that backfield and make make disruptions. What, what do you think about him? They they have a very like you said the secondary is is my big thing. Their their secondary is solid. They're they're pulled together perfectly. They're coached. They're it's a Sean Payton team, so like he makes sure every aspect of his team is top notch, and they are the best player is in that position, right. no matter what. And that's what they've done in that defense, and it's it's going to be a hard defense. That's why that I see him squeaking out number one, maybe number one in the NFC. It, it, it's they're solid around the ball. The ball. Yeah, without a doubt, I I can see them ease. Well, if if they get rolling, I can easily see them taking taking the division without without a you know without a blip. But um, with that with that rolling and all these stud defensive players, I want to hear your stud defense and your dud defense. With the New Orleans Saints, obviously, is going to be the top defense in the. Division Tampa Bay, I'm sure has got he has the second best um, defense. Uh, I'm gonna say Carolina's got the third, and Atlanta has the fourth. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say that Dud is definitely Atlanta. Yeah, uh, it, they just don't have the key pieces. They lost Neil. Yeah. So yeah. I, mean, I, I just don't see them having that that defense that need that stops every game and that gives them wins yeah um i i think um that that atlanta's defense is not up to par they didn't do anything to get the defense up to par um they 
Carolina's defense, I think, is pretty much the same. Um, they are they are a little better, but I, I would consider Carolina's defense um, a, kind of a dud at the moment. Um, the only stud, the only real, the, obviously the two studs for me is, is I could easily see myself drafting Tampa Bay's defense and New Orleans defense. Um, they, they could easily put up 10, 15, maybe 20 points a game in some in some aspects. Um, yeah, easily. So, I, I feel, like you said, either one. I feel, yeah, I feel pretty confident in, in, in especially drafting, um, fantasy drafting, either one of those defenses with um, without a doubt that it, it could get me 10, 10, 15 points a game. So, um, yeah, without a doubt. Um, let's, uh, let's go on to the weirder uh, ones. Um, they don't get you so many points, but they can win a game for you. Um, and don't sleep on them. And they're kickers. Uh, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a few kickers, obviously, in the division. Uh, one um, really, really stands out, doesn't miss too much, um, is Will Lutz. Um, he's he's a sure leg. He's one of the – you know, he's not Greg the leg Zerline, but he – Right. You know, he he's pretty accurate. He can kick the ball pretty well. Um, and I would – trust you could draft him and you can get a decent amount of points out of him um yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't push past old graham good either though no i'm yeah. not gonna uh, yeah he, he was next i'm not gonna i'm not gonna jump past graham gano by any means for carolina um yeah, he's a he, solid yeah he's been solid he's had his moments um but he's still gonna be a solid kicker to get you get you enough points to get you over um tampa bay's kicker matt gay uh, I don't know uh, too much about uh, him. I don't. I don't know if he's too good of a kicker. It's um, a it's a curse we have. Yeah, we, uh, we got rid of uh, a while. Oh, uh, Grammatica. Yeah. Oh Automatic man, Grammatica. You let, lost that him. was your last best wild kicker, man. Was yeah, and we've just had a we've had a really bad time. Yeah, and they they Matt Gay out of those because Young Hoku. Yeah, that guy's a, he's. Pretty solid. He, yeah, he, is he a starter now? Matt Gay is the starter. Yeah, Young Ho, Young Ho is Atlanta's kicker. Is yeah, is, as Atlanta, as Atlanta's out of, kicker. Out of all of them, Matt Gay is definitely the dud. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, so I I would definitely give the uh, give the studs to uh, Lutz and Gano and let the duds uh, fall by fall with Koo and um, Gay at the moment. Until yeah. we uh, until we could tell you differently for for drafting purposes, but uh, as of right now, um, I think it will be okay to draft Lutz and Organo. I know if, yeah, if, if there are better if there are better kickers, you know, say Butker and Zerline and yeah. those along the lines, you know, I would grab those. But it, I, I would say you are safe to grab either one of them. Um, and, and oh, most definitely, the team should be all right. But um, well, that guys, thank you everybody. That will do it for today's podcast. Um, uh, Squirrel Stew Sports Show. Remember, um, vote on the poll question of the week. Um, yes, for, we, we want to hear y'all's input. We want to yeah, um, see Stu, what y'all think. Could, Stu, could you remind them of that poll so they remember to get on that Twitter and, and, and answer that? Yes, it's uh, breaking down the NFC South. We uh, we want to know what team you think has the best chance at competing at. In the first position with the Saints, which which team out of Tampa, Atlanta, Carolina, you think has the best chance at taking the number one or just competing with them? The best the best team to 
give them a run for their money. Right. Who you think it is, why you think it is. And uh, yeah, let's hear those answers. Let's they said we'll shout out the, the best answer that we find and our next podcast whenever we just overall pull what y'all thought and the best answer. Absolutely. Yeah, we will uh we'll get on that. Absolutely. You guys need to vote. Um the pod, the the question will be up tonight on on my podcast on or on my Twitter at the uh um sports dot com. So everybody get on there, vote. Thank you for listening. This is the very first uh, podcast. We got plenty more to come. Um, thank you, everyone, and have a good night. Yep, have a good night, guys.